Well, everybody, welcome back to the Trick Pox Joy Ghost TV on this beautiful Tuesday, December 26th. Goes by right there. You can find it the day after Christmas Day and a few days, five days before Christmas. I mean, New Year's Eve and six days before, right? Yeah. Before, no, ten, five days? Six days, yes, before New Year's Day 2024. So, talking about kind of an ongoing episodes here on my predictions for 2024. So the first one we talked about honesty and the power of honesty, vulnerability, and of self-reflection. Number two, I think, is accountability. Accountability. So I've been thinking a lot about that in my own life, when it comes to my own uh, health issues, mostly just needing to eat better and lose weight and just take care of my body. But I think also when it comes to, I think, hierarchy and status and power dynamics and influence, when it comes to your work, your home, anywhere where there is a battle of the wills, one of the things that I've learned in leadership, which is a passion of mine, is that you have to know who pays your bills and to support that person. You have to know your basically who is on top and where you are in that ladder or on that curve, kind of where you are, you could say in the bus, although I don't like that as much as the hierarchy and that kind of thing. What I mean is that you have to know who pays your bills because then you need to be very clear on serving that person. And doing whatever it takes, assuming that you want your bills paid by that person, you have to do whatever it takes to make them succeed. If they fail, then you fail. And if you're counting on that person to fail and be replaced or get a new person in charge, then you're going to be on the losing end regardless. Because that next person may get rid of you just as, as, as much, just as well. And there's even more risk involved with transitions And so I think that one of the mistakes that I see a lot of young leaders make, that I've made myself, young or old, is to assume that you're higher on the totem pole than you really are. When I see young leaders act out and to expect or to demand things from those above them, I think a kind and servant leader will definitely play along. But at some point, they'll put you in in your place if they're really a good leader. Now, the best thing is to know that ahead of time and to not have to be put in your place. And if you are a leader, the worst thing you can do is be a weak leader that la- that does not clarify the pecking order. Now, we're talking about, of course, Ephesians 4 and Ephesians 2 and 1 Corinthians 12 dynamics where everyone is valuable and gifted. So we're not talking about someone who is undeserving of love or grace or the love of Jesus. Of course, we are all deserving and in need. But what I'm talking about is clarifying for your team where they are and what they're useful for and why they're needed in this context, in this endeavor, whether that is church or family or home or relationships or musical relationships or anything artistic. Because we all have an overinflated ego 
overinflated idea of our worth. We all think we're worth more than we really are. We all think it's somebody else's fault that we're suffering. We all think that someone else is bad and we're good. That's just human nature. And so we have to have good leaders, servant leaders, tell us who we really are. You look at the life of Jesus. He, he would always challenge his disciples when it came to pride and ego. He would always challenge them to say and tell them, if you want to be great, you have to be the least. If you want to sit at the front of the table or of the, of the banquet, you have to sit in the back and let them take you forward. If you want to be, uh, if, if you want to be powerful, you have to first be, be humble, Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. In fact, He says that God re- he, he that God uh, rejects the proud. He literally doesn't just accept them or put up with them. He gets rid of them, but He gives grace, meaning charisma, meaning even more gifts to the humble. We all we also have the parable of the of the mimes. I mean, the minds or the talents, where Jesus says that everyone has received basically different amounts of gifts. There are people that are more talented than me as a preacher, leader, singer, musician, you name it. There are people that are less talented. And that's not a value measurement. We're not talking about as humans that we're not all equal before the Lord. We're talking about, let's say, music in this case, or in leadership, or in teaching skills, or leadership skills, or kindness, or if you want to talk about the Ephesians for gift a mix of apest, of apostles and pastors and evangelists, teachers and shepherds. Everyone has a different level of gifting in those areas. And so a kind leader like Jesus, a servant leader like Jesus, a powerful leader like Jesus has to communicate these things when someone's out of line. I've been out of line so many times as a young leader, even as an older man or as an adult, where I had leaders sometimes put me in in my place. Other times they didn't, and it always went south. When I mentor young leaders that are rebellious or that think they can boss me around or that I see how they interact with other people that are maybe more influential or more experienced than they are, and they're bossing them around, I check them and say, hey, you know who you're talking to? When I come into a room and I see other leaders, other men, women who have more status, power, authority, anointing, whatever it may be, I check myself and I align. This is very biblical. Elijah and Elisha. What did Elisha say to his young protege? Excuse me, Elijah to to Shalish, just call him. He said, hey, if you see me t- be taken up into heaven, if you then see my mantle, or if I leave my mantle behind, or if God... Uh, leaves my mantle behind. If, then you will be twice as good as me. If, 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 if. It wasn't automatic. It wasn't a done deal just because his protege had been following Elijah around for years or because he had won wars or because he wanted to or because he'd been waiting in line. None of that qualifies you to be next in line. It's only the Lord through his current prophet, his current leader, that qualifies you. And of course, ultimately, is the Lord Jesus Christ. I have never been put in a position of authority if not for Jesus. And then second, through men and women who had authority. And all of that was a grace, a charisma, was a gift of God. A, a, a Yes, a gifting. And so if you think more highly than you of yourself than you really are, you're going to be humbled. 
life will humble you, your body, people, your paycheck, you're going to get fired or demoted or you're going to quit, rage quit and blame people and then leave a bad taste in people's mouth, especially when it comes to church leadership, which is, of course, my context. I've done it. I've seen it done so many times when someone who's had a great ministry destroys what they did because of their mouth and their lack of integrity, their character, no matter how wronged and how badly they were treated, etc., etc., because God keeps scores. God keeps score. There's a book called The Body Keeps a Score. Well, so does God. What do I mean by that? Back to Moses. Moses wanted to go into the promised land, but he got angry. And what did God say? I keep score, man. You're not going in. David wanted to build uh, his Jehovah, his Yahweh, a temple. and But God said no. Why? Because God kept the score with David. You name it, Peter, uh, Paul, I mean, all of these amazing men and women of God, God keeps score. He remembers <laughs> our sins. I know that the Bible says that he forgets our sins, but he remembers our actions. He forgives our sins, but he remembers our actions when it comes to authority and, and impact and, and fruitfulness. And the reason why I'm not maybe more successful in X, Y, and Z is because of my integrity. There have been times, I'm sure, before the Lord that I haven't been worthy or didn't qualify for more. And so that's why I've had to start over a couple times in my life. And that was all because of me and God keeping the score. And it was to protect his sheep, protect his church, protect me and my family. And all of that, all of that has been beneficial. John 15, he prunes the vine or the branches so that the vine will will grow. And so don't be surprised, leader, pastor, uh, musician, young leader, old leader, whatever, when God puts you on the sidelines and he prunes you to the point of death <laughs> where it hurts and it really hurts you badly. I mean, it's it's like when you, I don't know, you get cut, a paper cut, something simple. Man, it hurts, right? Or, when you're, or it's maybe a, a your phone even falls on your face, right? At night and you're in bed. It hurts. My point is that God sometimes lets things fall apart around us. He allows pain to happen to us, to prune us, John 15 again. And he even throws away some of the really bad, fruitless branches. I mean, that is that is crazy. Lord, have mercy, right? May he never prune us or, or throw us away and burn us in the fire. I don't think that means hell. I just think that means that you're not in ministry anymore. You don't have a fruitful second half or third half or quarter, whatever. And so there are times when that I've been close to that and I have felt like God was done with me, but his mercy, oh, but but his mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your grace. You have to know where you are, where you stand in the pecking order of life. And if you want to, to grow and to be great in God's kingdom, you have to be the servant of all. And, and you have to serve uh, until it hurts. You have to serve until God says, okay, now it's time for you to do this. You have to keep serving. And if you are that young leader and you want other people to serve you, you better serve them. You better uh, wake up and smell the coffee and realize that you're not at the top. And so you, you are a servant of Christ and a servant of other men and women. You have to serve them, not the other way around. No one's there to serve you unless they choose to be the servant of all. You, your job is to serve everyone else. And if you need help, then build a team. If you need rest, then take a break. If you need a new job or a new responsibility, then get off the, the plane, get, get off the get out of the bus. 
don't be a stumbling block. Don't get in the way because you are mad or whatever it may be. Serve those above you. Serve those next to you. Serve those beneath you. I don't mean, again, value beneath. I just mean those who look up to you. Those who you are, their boss, their supervisor, their leader, their shift leader, whatever, their tech team director, whatever it may be. Whatever position, you're, they're your musicians and you're the worship leader. Whatever it may be, you and I have to learn how to serve those around us. And don't expect, don't say, oh yeah, I hope he's hearing this or she's listening to that. You be the servant if you want to be great, if you want God to, to elevate you, to, to give you a, a promotion to promote you. You have to serve, humble yourself, and God will lift you up. God will leave like with Elijah. Elisha, he will leave his mantle behind and you will have double the, the portion, the anointing that the, the top leader had. You are a young leader now and you're just the worship leader, the youth pastor, just the volunteer and you want your lead pastor's position and you think you can do it twice as good or three times as well. Well, then you better just wait your turn and wait in line. You have to wait for God to lift you up and you have to serve that man of God, serve that servant of the Lord until, until he lifts you up. And in the meantime, learn where you are, serve where you are planted. Jeremiah 29, we love 11, but 9 and 10 says that we are to be fruitful even in exile. Even when you feel like you are being walked all over, stepped on and, and not treated like you should or paid enough, you still have to be fruitful where you're planted and then yes trust in the Lord with all your heart lean out on your understanding and etc and or no excuse me for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord of course he knows the plans he has for you but all of that fruitfulness all of that comes from you being fruitful and faithful where you're planted no matter how little or much you get paid for the things that I do of course we all deserve more right I, I deserve 10 times what I'm getting paid because of what I do and my value, but even that is not up to me. It's up to me to serve, to be aware, of course, of my worth, but to be also accountable. Back to the word of the day, accountability. So that, I hope that helps. I hope that that gives you some guidance in terms of 2024. Some of my predictions is first, we have to be vulnerable and willing to basically to be honest and to, and then second, to be accountable. I was thinking about the Scarlet Letter in that book where the lady and Steinbeck had the, le- the, the lady, because she was an adulteress, wear an A around her neck, and that was a Scarlet Letter, meaning this red kind of um, sin, you could say, that she was wearing around her neck. And the letter A stood for adultery. I think that the letter that we all need to wear in 2024 is the A that stands for accountability. You and I need to learn to be accountable to those above us, to those around us, to those underneath us, most of all to Jesus and his Holy Spirit, and not to demand, not to ask, not to beg, but to be accountable and say, man, I need to be a better servant. I need to serve my master, my Lord Jesus Christ, and whoever God has put over me, whoever that may be. And to be accountable to that and let the Lord lift you up in due time. Thanks again for being here. If you would like my coaching, Go to davidtrader.com slash coaching. Thank you guys for being here. I'll see you next time. Adios. Everything that I do or you say is no good. Why don't you take me? Why don't you take me?